1: But as we
2: study name, it equals character and it equals reputation. You need to remember this. God's reputation and God's character are perfect. They match. My character and my reputation are not perfect. They don't match. But God's is perfect. So when I speak about his name, it relates to his character, And his reputation.
0: People give their kids some crazy names these days. They seem to name their kids for any or no reason at all. This is a lot different than the names in the Old Testament. Parents then gave names that had a meaning of some sort. They weren't given frivolously. In Pastor Mark's teaching today, he'll be talking about the relationship in the Old Testament between names, character, and reputation. You'll hear how this applies to God's name and also to you as a Christian, little Christ's or Christ follower. Remember, there's quite a few ways to receive a copy of Pastor Mark's teaching. We'll be sharing all that information with you at the close of this broadcast. Now, here's Pastor Mark in Exodus chapter 20. As he begins his message, God lives in you, honor his name.
2: and turn to the second book of the Bible. Table of Contexts, Genesis, Exodus, chapter 20. Now, if you would leave here today and go to a shopping center near you in Sebastian or Vieira or here in Melbourne, and you would ask somebody, what do you think about the Ten Commandments? Well, if they don't have a lot of church background, they might say, like I've heard of them, and then you would say, well, can you give me a couple of them? Well, they might go like murder or steal. They might remember those, but they may remember this one, and you might know this one. Actually, the third commandment, if you were raised in church, should be a little familiar to you, and we're going to see today that we really don't have it well, the way we learned it isn't exactly the way it should be. Let me give you an illustration without saying what the third commandment is. Here's a board and there's a nail right in the middle of this board. And I'm going to hammer that nail in. But on the next one I missed the nail and hit my and my thumb. Ah! What is the third commandment about? Profanity. Coming right out of my, my mouth. Well, is that right? Is that what the third commandment's about? A little, but way smaller than we really have learned. Let's look at it, Exodus chapter 20, verse 7, in the new NIV, look what it says. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord your God, for the Lord will not hold anyone guiltless who misuses his name. Now, many of us learned it in the King James, and there was a different wording New King James says, you shall not take the name of the Lord your God, here's the word, in, say it with me, in vain. And then we, most of us never remembered that there's a warning at the end of this command. For the Lord will not hold him guiltless, who takes his name in, say it with me, in vain. You see, most people, if they know anything about the Ten Commandments, and specifically the Third Commandment, they think it's about profanity. They think it's about swearing. What do we mean by that? Well, taking the name, as we saw there, the name of God, and adding something to it, i.e., God damn. All of us in the church were raised with that understanding. But it's really a misconception, even though the principle is true. It's a misconception because we don't understand the word name. You see, in the United States, if you're going to have a child, you go through this book about that thick, and you find like a neat name you like. Well, the Old Testament was very different. What's in a name. Not too long ago, an individual did a neat study. He went and looked at doctors' names. He found 22 doctors who were named things like this Dr. Needle, <laughs> Dr. Probe. Here's one Dr. Lance. Oh, man. He went on and found some others like this Dr. Fix, Dr. Cure. Dr. Heal, I like that one, don't you? I mean, that's who you'd want to look for. What if you open the yellow pages and you're looking for a doctor and here it says, Dr. Payne, <laughs> I'm going right down, make an appointment. How about this one? Dr. Klotz, <laughs> doctor, you finished my surgery, leave an instrument in there? Well, maybe. How about this one? Dr. Deaf. Dr. Death. Can you see in a hospital, you're in a bed, and they're paging the doctor. Well, Dr. Death, please come to room 423. (laughs) Man. Well, that's because that's kind of the way it was in the Old Testament. And here's the first thing to write. You need to understand this if you're going to understand the third commandment. In the Old Testament, a person's name... It fit the character or the reputation of that person. In other words, it just wasn't a name, but it fit who that person was. Now, we know the word character is simply the attributes or the features that make up or distinguish an individual. Character is very important. The word reputation, on the other hand, is The state of being held in high honor. It's really what people think about us. Now, someone has said this. Reputation is what people think about us. Character is what God knows about us. But as we study name, it equals character and it equals reputation. You need to remember this. God's reputation... And God's character are perfect. They match. My character and my reputation are not perfect. They don't match. But God's is perfect. So when I speak about his name, it relates to his character and his reputation. When we begin to think about the word reputation, what the world perceives us as, let me give you a couple of illustrations. Number one, Back in 1980, Linda and I purchased this little teeny yellow car. It was a yellow Toyota Corolla in 1980. And people would see us drive it, and they'd say to us, what kind of a car is that? Because they were just new to the market. And I'd say, well, it's a Toyota. What is a Toyota? They say, where was it made? I say, Japan. Oh, one of those unreliable things, huh? Has anything changed with the reputation of Toyota? Has anything changed with the reputation of an American car? Mm. Let me show you one that has never changed. When I say this name, you'll recognize it very much. You'll know the slogan. Publix. We're shopping is a pleasure. You can look at their old building. You can look at the new building. What's happened? They've stayed the same all these years. A couple airlines. They have a reputation. The first one is Ryanair. Ryanair is out of the UK area. It's a budget, a no-frills airline. If you've been on one, you pay for your luggage, you pay for your drinks, You sit in a chair like this, but you get to your destination really cheap. The second one, I've flown this one a few times, not many, it's Singapore Air. It is a five-star, it is the number one airline in the world. It's a pleasure, even in tourists, to fly it. Now, if you had your choice, and the boss says, I want you to go to wherever... From these two reputations I gave you, which one would you pick? Tell me. A or B? Ryanair or Singapore Air? Tell me. Singapore. Somebody said Ryanair, that's because you're a masochist. You just want to kill yourself or something. (laughs) For sure you do, Singapore Air, because of the reputation. Well, let me read you this news article that came out Friday. Recently, the Ryanair boss, Michael O'Leary, is thinking about a new way to make money for his budget airline. He is considering charging all the customers on the plane to use its aircraft toilets. They would simply insert a British pound coin into the door before they could gain access to in-flight relief. I do a lot of flying, and I fly 10, 15, 20 hours. Do you know how many coins I'd have to have with me? And if you've ever had Montezuma's revenge on a plane, you're going to break the bank is what you're going to do. Now think about that. And In fact, an interesting article just came out yesterday because that article came out Friday. A news person said, this guy is just trying to get press news. Is that the way to get press news? Do you think that helped the airline? I don't think so. Reputation, what people think of us or a business or a car. Let me ask you two questions. When the world hears the word Christian, what's the reputation? When the world hears Christ follower, what do they think? When they hear the word televangelist, what does the world think? What is the reputation? Let's bring it on close to home. When somebody says Calvary Chapel of Melbourne, what's our reputation? Calvary Chapel of Melbourne at Sebastian. Calvary Chapel of Melbourne at Vieira. What's our reputation? Well, see, a reputation isn't about a building. It isn't about the Internet. The reputation of a church is about the people in the church. Because the church is not a building. a church is the people. So today we're going to talk about our reputation, your reputation. Understand this key. The minute you go to work for Singapore Airlines, they will indoctrinate you that you represent Singapore Air. And wherever you go, however you treat the people, you're not representing you. You are representing the reputation and the character of five-star airline of Singapore Air. Do you know that everywhere we go, we are representing the name of God? His character and his reputation. Well, how are we doing with that? We're going to learn today three keys. Just three. All you need is three notes. How to have a godly reputation. Number one, we are to honor God's name. The key thing you can circle as you write it is honor. We're to honor God's name. In other words, his character and His reputation. Look at that verse, Exodus 27, 28, verse 7 again. You shall not misuse the name of the Lord, capitalized, your God. Remember, Lord is not just the name of a God. It is the name of a personal God, the only true God, Yahweh. Second, your God The people who have a personal relationship with God, your God. So what does that mean? This commandment is aimed at people who already can say to God, you're my personal God. Now that's very important. Remember, we're in this series on the Ten Commandments. The reason I only have eight cones is because there's lots more commandments in the Bible than eight than 10. It just gives us a representation of the laws and the commands of God. But remember, most of the world is very confused. They think this, if I can obey these 10 commandments and do pretty good, I can be good enough at the end of my life to go to heaven. You ask many people and say to them, well, why are you going to heaven? Because I'm a good person. But that was never true. When the Ten Commandments are given to Israel, they are already God's people by grace. You remember the Exodus? They were in bondage. And so the Ten Commandments are not written to you and I to get us into a relationship with God. That only happens by forgiveness, God's grace, our choice. So what are the Ten Commandments for? To show me how to live this life after I have a relationship with God. Remember, that's, that's very important. Notice, you shall not misuse the name of the Lord, your God. In other words, this commandment is for not unbelievers, not for pagans, for people that already have a relationship with God. For you and I, simply followers of God and Christ. Psalms 9.10 says it like this. Listen, those who know your name will trust in you. In other words, anyone who knows the character of God would put their trust in him. Now, the name of God in the Old Testament was highly honored. Let me just remind you a couple ways, historically, what that was like. You see, in the Old Testament most people would never pronounce the name of God for fear of taking it in vain. So they left the name of God unpronounceable, basically. You didn't have vowels in it. So they just wouldn't mention it. We know that when we add some vowels to it, Yahweh kind of allows us to, to say the word without those Without those vowels, we wouldn't say it either. But even more than that, as you know, in the Old Testament, they didn't have a Bible like this. They had manuscripts, scrolls. When the religious people would rewrite and make another copy, let's say, of the book of Exodus, they would sit down, these scribes, they would take a bath in a cleansing pool called a mikvah. If you ever go to Israel with us, we'll see the mikvah, especially up in Qumran. They would take a bath, they would put clean clothes on, and they would sit down. And as they begin to rewrite, word by word, God's word, when they came to the name of the Lord, they would put that pen down, pick up another pen, and write the name of Yahweh. They would then put that pen down, and they would go back to the bath, Take their clothes off, take another bath, put another pair of clothes on clean, come back and sit down. Why? Because pretty soon they 'll run into the name of Yahweh again. And what would they do? Pick up on separate pen, write it down. They did that all day long. Why? Because the name of God was so holy. Now what about today? <laughs> We've gone to the other extreme of that today. There's no question about it. The pendulum has swung. There's really no, well, there's no honor for the name of God today. What does it really mean to take the name of God, and you pronounced it a couple times already, in vain? Here's the definition. Write it down. In vain means no purpose. It means without effect, empty, nothingless, worthlessness. In other words, it simply means you've used God somewhere in a sentence, but it doesn't have anything to do with God. Well, there's three ways we can do that. Number one, you can just write it down, slang or flippant. In other words, we can use the name of God... Just out of a bad habit. Now, this is going to hit most of our toes. So get ready. People all over, even followers of Christ, say this. Good Lord, what is wrong with you? Or they'll say this. Sweet Jesus. Or this one is very common. Oh my God, that dessert was incredible. Some of you said as you came today, my God, it looks like it's going to get cold in this place. The weather's going to change. God, it's going to change. You see, that's a habit many people have gotten into. Sweet Jesus, does it have anything to do with Jesus? No. Oh, my Lord, what are we going to do? Does it have anything to do with Lord? No. Oh, my God, what a great dessert. (laughs) Does it have anything to do with anything? No. You see, it's simply flippant. We're not speaking of God. We're not thinking of God. We're certainly not thinking of his character. So we're using God's name in vain, without effect, no purpose, emptiness. That is, we're using his name frivolous, insincere. Notice the warning from God. Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. So what do we do about that? Because for many of us, that's become a habit. We don't even realize we're saying it. Well, we need to break the habit. Because it's taking the name of God in vain. How do I do that? Well, one of the best ways to do that, if we're going to honor God's name is not to use his name thoughtlessly and carelessly and sloppy. So how do I do that? Well, if you're married and your other spouse doesn't have that habit, they can challenge you with it. If you have a friend and they don't have that habit, they can challenge you. See, because a habit just means I say it without even thinking about it.
0: Today you found out from Pastor Mark's teaching that the idea of taking God's name in vain is about a lot more than just swearing. You learned that in the Old Testament, a person's name was fit to their character and reputation. You were taught that God views his name in the same way. His name has a relationship to his character and reputation, and you're supposed to uphold that name. We know social media is a big part of everyone's lives, and it's a great way to stay connected with each other. We'd like to add a little bit of joy and Jesus to your Facebook and Twitter pages, so come like and follow us you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest information about Pastor Mark, the ministry of Lessons for Living, and the church behind it, Calvary Chapel, Melbourne. Visit LessonsForLivingRadio.com and follow the links to connect. That's LessonsForLivingRadio.com. Next time, Pastor Mark will continue his teaching, God Lives in You, Honor His Name. You'll hear more about how you should be using and treating God's name, which includes Jesus' name. Pastor Mark will be talking about how the Israelites didn't take the worship of God seriously and how if you're not careful, you can fall into the same habits. We wish we had more time today, but we will have to pick up where we left off next time. As Pastor Mark continues teaching through this series, that's next time on Lessons for Living.
1: is